0: Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Double Coverage podcast. As always, Stacy Blackwood here with Jake Thomas. Jake, how's it going tonight?
1: Going good, buddy. Man, we got a, a lot of breaking news to cover and a lot of topics in general. So let's uh, let's go ahead and get to it, man.
0: Yeah, like like Jake mentioned, there's there's stuff happening right now as, as we record uh, this podcast, and uh, obviously a little bit earlier uh, there was breaking news in the NBA uh, with the Knicks trade and then the Mavs. Yep. Uh, you know, the the two big guys, uh, you know, uh, Christoph Porzingis is, is is heading out to, to Dallas, yep. uh, part of a three-player trade on each side. Uh, the Mavs are going to get Porzingis, Hardaway Jr., and Courtney Lee, and they're also going to send uh, two uh, future uh, first-round picks. So the Knicks are going to get the two future picks, uh, Wesley Matthews, Dennis Smith Jr., and uh, DeAndre Jordan.
1: Yeah, that's uh that's huge on uh on both sides I believe uh it's a salary dump per se for uh, the Knicks uh for the upcoming uh, free agency this summer um there's a report out earlier that says that they can now sign two two star players so you know everybody wants to go to the Knicks I mean it's a good place to go to uh, it's got a lot of history they haven't been successful here lately but I mean there's been a lot of great names that's come through there so I mean why wouldn't anybody want to go there.
0: Yeah, uh, you know it's like Jake said. It's it it was really mostly a cap move for the Knicks. I mean, they they get a couple nice pieces. Matthews is is a nice player. He's he's on the last leg of his career, but he's still he's a he's an adequate NBA player. Yeah, Uh, Dennis Smith Jr. He's he's got some potential, but Mm -hmm. he's he's not a superstar. But he's he's a solid player. And then you got uh, DeAndre Jordan, who's going to get you a double double every game. So I mean, you you got a little something. Plus the two future first round picks and like Jake said you got some some wiggle room now uh in the free agency here in 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 the summer of 2019 and and obviously I think that the biggest name to watch out
1: for is uh Kevin Durant. Oh yeah, definitely. And uh don't, you know, I hate to say this being a being a Charlotte Hornets fan, but don't sleep on Kemba Walker too. I mean, right. He's a free agent, but you know, he he loves the city of Charlotte, but you know and Charlotte can can give him the match deal but if he wants to go somewhere to actually contend I I hate to say this but Charlotte's nowhere near ready to contend they got too many bad contracts but you know uh New York Knicks really love him as well just about as much as they love Kyrie so you know, that would be uh, that'd be a big pickup for them if they decide to do it.
0: Yeah, and the you, you mentioned Kyrie Irving. You know, he's actually kind of voiced that he he would like to team back up with LeBron. Yeah. I guess he realized that the grass isn't green on the other side and he had it yeah. made playing with the best player in the NBA.
1: Yeah, that's a good point. But uh Speaking of <laughs> Speaking
0: of, of LeBron and the Lakers, obviously it was it was uh, uh broke earlier this week that Anthony Davis will not be a pelican after this season yeah. whether he's traded before the uh the trade deadline or or he just uh will re-sign somewhere else this summer he is out of his he's he's getting out of new orleans either way and obviously as soon as that broke it it was you know <laughs> rumors flying about who could send what to new orleans to get Anthony Davis and obviously one of those teams with was the los angeles lakers and and we we put a poll up if uh if the lakers did trade for uh For Anthony Davis, would that make him a contender for the championship? I think it does. Jake doesn't think so. Uh, So, Jake's going to expand on
1: that now. Yeah, you're going to have LeBron and you're going to have Davis together. Um, But I feel like being in the West, it's – you know, the West, we said it's, it's the toughest place or the toughest, you know, uh, conference in the NBA. And, uh, I mean, you still got the big three there in uh, Golden State, of course. If KD decides to leave, uh, they'll only have um, Curry and Thompson. Yeah, Davis and LeBron together would be would be awesome to watch. But, I mean, the the proposed trades that I've been seeing is uh, that they're going to have to send ball to um, the Pelicans and uh, Kuzma. Kuzma to me looks like a a star in the making, and and I mean you would hate, I feel like you would hate to give that up, but I mean it's Anthony Davis, so uh, I understand that. But if you get if you get him, you trade your your point guard of the future pretty much, and Lon- Alonzo Ball, who's going to be dishing the passes to LeBron and to Davis and all that, you're going to have to fill in with yeah, some but, vet guys. Bet,
0: well, they have they have Rondo, they still have Hart, and LeBron when he's playing. He's the dominant ball handler. So you don't really have to have a true point guard. So mm-hmm. to me, like, like, like Jake said, the deal would, would include Lonzo, Kuzma, mm-hmm. uh, Zubak, in, in and a first-round pick, and maybe a couple other guys. kind of Just kind of wait and see. And then the, the, the Lakers would obviously get Anthony Davis. But, but to me, and I know they had to go through the East to get there, but last year LeBron made it without anybody.
1: Yeah, that's a good to the point. to
0: the finals without anybody.
1: Yeah,
0: I mean, yeah. who was the next best player?
1: Kevin Love, who stayed injured all year. Right. I mean, <laughs> yeah.
0: I what what I'm saying is is LeBron with Anthony da- Anthony Davis is is the best big man in the NBA. I mean, it's not even close, really.
1: Yeah. I mean,
0: right. it's Anthony Davis is the most dominant big man in the league. Him and – a guy from Philadelphia. Oh, um...
1: um <laughs>
0: His name is just... Embiid? Yeah, Joel Embiid. Yep. I mean, <clears throat> they are the two most dominant dominant big men in the league, but Anthony Davis is just... I don't know, it's just something different about him. And, uh,
1: <clears throat> I mean, I remember him in college on that Kentucky team. I mean, he was Oh, that was a was special awesome. team. That was oh, a special yeah, team. definitely.
0: But, I mean, you look at a guy like Anthony Davis, obviously we know what LeBron can do. He's going to get you... Almost 30 points a game, almost 10 assists, and almost 10 rebounds every yep. game. So, you can – I mean, you can just take that to the bank. Yeah. And then you look – you add a guy like Anthony Davis who's going to get you – he's averaging this year 29 points, 13 rebounds, and three
1: blocks. So, yeah, that's that's big.
0: I mean, so you're talking about two guys that are going to get you 30 points and, you know, over 20 rebounds, and, and, and they're, uh, Anthony Davis is going to get you a few blocks and – he can stretch the floor as a big man. He can run the floor as a big man. He can defend all five positions. He would be critical on them, on them switches against the, uh, the uh, Warriors, you know, with, with Curry uh, bringing it up. So that, that would be big. And like Jake said, you would have to find some, some roles for other guys. But I'm confident that if LeBron could, you know, make the Warriors work with last year's Cavaliers team – he can definitely make the Warriors work with the, the, the team he has now, right now in Los Angeles, and then you add Anthony Davis.
1: You mean the Lakers, you said the Warriors. I mean the Lakers. <laughs> um, two, two things to look into here. Um, it was brought out today that if, if Anthony Davis is not traded, that's going to keep him out of the lineup yeah. uh, for the rest of the, the year. Uh, that's something to watch out for. And uh, the other thing is, Drew Holiday, once all this started breaking, you know, he just signed a new contract. Yeah, um, and, and, and and he said <laughs> that the reason why he stayed was because of Anthony Davis. So and will he be the next one to ask for a trade out of, of New Orleans? I mean, you know, it just seems like the see C New Orleans can't get a break right now. I mean we had the, well, the I terrible mean, breath was competing. Was
0: there. a small part of the uh re signing of them because of the uh, of, of Anthony Davis or was it the twenty five million dollars a year he's going to make? That's a good. He wasn't going to get that anywhere else. That had the biggest. That was the biggest factor. Was the cash? So I mean, he can tweet that if he wants, and obviously he would rather Anthony Davis stay with Pelican. Yeah.
1: But he's got his money either right. way. And Pelicans are not. I mean, they're they're a decent team, but they're not. You know, they're not loaded with star power. I mean, you got. Davis and Holiday pretty much. Yeah, I mean hey Drew
0: Holiday is having a a, a great year. Twenty one points a game and A to see us, so yeah. I mean that's
1: he's having a really good season. I guess really, yeah, I think I think they can make the playoffs. The Lakers can if they get Davis, but my thing is I don't think they, they still need another piece to contend for the West and for a championship, and that mm-hmm. comes this summer if if uh what's Leonard, um Kawhi Leonard. Kawhi Leonard he's does, not coming. He's I not mean, coming. You think he's going to stay uh, around? Uh, I think he's going to the Clippers. Oh, that's a good point. I didn't think about the Clippers, but I, Los
0: Angeles—they're uh, if, if if they could send what we mentioned earlier—Ball, Kuzma, and Zubak and a first-round pick—and they can keep
1: Brandon Ingram. Ingram's a big key for that. So I mean, August if
0: thing. if they have if they have a lineup of, of Rondo, Hart. James, Ingram, mm-hmm. and uh Anthony Davis. Yeah. That that's a legitimate lineup. It is. That is a legitimate lineup. And you still have uh Tyson Chandler who's yeah. who's a rebounding machine and a great defensive guy. JaVale McGee's one of the leading shot blockers in the NBA. Yeah. So you still have guys like that and Lance Stevenson that can yeah. come off the bench. He's a – so you know. and and if you could keep KCP, he's a he's a great yeah. three point shooter. So the pieces would be there for Los Angeles but they uh but they got to uh they got to get LeBron back on the court I know he's I think they list him as probable not. so yeah. he, he'll be back in the next couple games but you know before he was injured they were twenty and fourteen yeah and uh now they're 26 and twenty five so uh they're six and eleven without LeBron James so obviously the team you know misses him <laughs> severely and and, actually, it took him several games to even win one yeah. without him. I think it actually had went to, like, dating back to when he was a Cavalier, uh, when LeBron was not in the lineup, his team was 0-13 yeah. in the last 13 games. Uh, obviously, the Lakers have won a few since then, but it's, it's obvious how uh, instrumental he is for his teams that he's playing on. Oh,
1: yeah, there's no doubt. You know, LeBron is – is probably one of the greatest players in our generation, no doubt about it. He probably is the greatest, you know, on, on you know, everybody's got a different opinion. But my my only thing with LeBron, and I just – I said it earlier about, you know, you have Kimba Walker who is stuck, you know, with the Hornets, and he has been loyal to that team for his entire career. And he's awesome made the comment he would like to stay in Charlotte because he loves it. But – you have LeBron who's, to me, he's followed the stardom. He's gone, you know, he left Cleveland where he grew up at and went to Miami with Bosch and Wade, then come back and won a championship, but then he left them again to, to go out to L.A. So I just – I hear what you're
0: saying, but comparing Kendall Walker to LeBron James is like comparing me to somebody that's playing college basketball right now. There's no – you can't compare the two because they're not equal.
1: No, they're not. But you it's just a loyalty.
0: Yeah, but look what look what uh, Kim was
1: loyal to the got. Nowhere, exactly, because it's, it's the ownership's been terrible. It's that, you hear and, that, Michael Jordan? You need to get better players. And and you know that
0: could we could talk about this forever, but people who question LeBron's loyalty. LeBron's loyalty was is to winning. Yeah, I mean that's that's what he's loyal to. I mean, he tried to stick it out with Cleveland in his first stint there, and the next best player they had was Mo Williams. Yeah, I'm sorry, mm-hmm. and he took him to the finals. I mean, what else could he do with that group? So he he wanted to go win a championship. So he teamed up with Bosh and, and Wade in Miami, and they won a couple. And uh, obviously, Wade was starting to decline, yeah. and, and Bosh was was getting Declined. you know declining as well. And you know, he's had health problems actually ever since. But yeah. uh, uh. So LeBron could kind of see the writing on the wall. Decided yeah. to go back to his hometown and, and try to win a championship, and he did. And he wins him a championship, and they decide not to put any talent around him. Yeah. Kyrie wants to leave, and they make a terrible trade for yeah. a injury, yeah. injured injured five foot nine point guard, in Isaiah Thomas. Yeah, I mean, so they showed no loyalty to him, and I think this move to LA is more about his post basketball career than anything. He's mentioned that he wants to, you know, be a producer and, and mm-hmm. do movies and T V shows and stuff like that. So and I think his kids play ball out in Los Angeles. So mm-hmm. it was more of a, a move based on things outside of basketball. And and he also knew in the back of his mind that, that LA has the resources to to build a team around him, to hope to you know, to maybe push for another NBA championship before before he rides
1: off in the sunset, so to speak. But me being a Bama fan, I would love to see him and, and Colin Sexton Oh that that would have been fun. That would've been fun. They would have been a couple of years away from winning a championship. But Colin Sexton's pretty much led the Cavaliers team this year. They still have no help. I mean, Thompson's a good player. You know, he'll he'll score I think he's like twelve and twelve this year, you know, rebounding and scoring. But, you know, Colin Sexton has been the guy for the Cavaliers and it's funny, you know. It come out that some of the players are saying that you know he wasn't he wasn't ready to be a starter on the team because he was still I guess you call it immature on, on basketball uh, stuffs. But I mean, look at him now. So I just thought that'd be pretty well, cool to the, see. Well, the
0: the Cavaliers are every one of their players is a bench player. Yeah. Colin Sexton has a chance to be a good solid NBA starter. Yeah, but there's nobody on that team Mm-mm. that should be a starter in the NBA. No, they're all bench players. Yeah, they are. But that's an entirely different subject as yep. well, but uh, you know, so we've kind of told you about the what's happening in the NBA right now. Yep. Uh, obviously, the getting closer to the trade deadline, and uh, you know, earlier actually, one more thing about the Anthony Davis thing. It was uh, it was said earlier today that the or it might have been yesterday. I can't remember when I read it that uh, that the Pelicans were not even picking up the phone when Los Angeles called. And now, uh, Adrian Ar- uh tweeted out four hours ago that the Lakers and Pelicans executives have connected on the phone concerning Anthony Davis, and that they're expected to talk again prior to next week's trade deadline. So yeah. there's still that possibility. Yep, there is. So uh, we'll just kind of see what happens there, and obviously, if something, if, if a trade happens, we'll 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 touch on that when it when it does come out. But uh, moving on to some other breaking news, this is in college football. Uh, the NCAA laid the hammer down on Missouri. <laughs>
1: yeah, uh, they're now
0: going to receive a, a postseason ban for next season for uh, a tutor taking was it t- taking test? Yeah, for, for some, twelve players for twelve players on on a couple different sports. So, yeah. I, the NCAA is a joke to me. Amen. So the people that are going to be punished. Are the players on the team the respected teams yeah. that had nothing to do with what they're being punished for?
1: Right, exactly.
0: I mean, yeah. how how ignorant is that? That is. So crazy. obviously, Missouri said they're going to appeal the the ruling, and but you know how that usually works. Mm-hmm. And I did hear that uh, the, one of the reasons the NCAA come down on them so hard is because Missouri was not wanting to cooperate with them. I don't. Who knows about that? I mean, only only the people involved know the truth behind that, but. You know, I hate it for Missouri. I think they're, I I like their program. I like Barry Yodem. I think he's a solid coach. You know, uh, Kelly Bryant just transferred there. He did say that he was going to stay there. He was going to stay. So that's, that's kind that's good news for them. But I I just hate it for their players. It's, it's kind of a crappy, crappy thing to do, really, from the NCAA. Oh, yeah.
1: They, yeah, they, um, you know, I hate it for Kelly Bryant because, like you said, he just transferred into there, but he is staying. He said, um, "I hate it for the players." Um, I think they, with him, they could have been, you know, they probably won about eight games and would have got uh, a pretty good bowl. Um, but yeah, it's just, it's just heartbreaking for them, you know.
0: Yeah, and uh, you know, but they the all the seniors can transfer. Yes, you know, freely which i mean that's kind of the NCAA's way of covering up their their ruling back to the transfer quarter <laughs> but you know truthfully um uh, uh their schedule next this coming season is 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 not terrible in yeah. conference play they really only have uh they have a 3 week stre- 3 week stretch in october and, and in the first week of november where it's kind of tough mm mm-hmm. mhm uh, where they play at Vanderbilt, at Kentucky and then at Georgia. Ooh. But other than that, they uh you know they, they draw Ole Miss uh uh from the uh from the oh, uh, see would be the, the, the West side. West side, yeah. <laughs> uh so you know that's not a bad draw. And uh, you know they got Tennessee and Florida at home, so anything can happen in those games. And they all obviously they play Arkansas every year, kind of a rivalry game. So that's yep. not really another tough draw from the West. So
1: South is not really that good.
0: So they they have a favorable schedule, and you know if they could, if all their seniors would have been able to return, and with mm-hmm. Kelly Bryant at quarterback, uh, I know they had a lot of their defense coming back this year. They they could they could have made a run and competed for for the East. So. I agree. It's it's just a bad situation in Missouri, so I hate it for their fans, and 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 you know it's not even really good for the conference when when a, when the, one of the teams is is banned from a bowl. Yeah, you're right. Uh, but you know that's kind of it on the on the breaking news front. Uh, we're gonna move into some uh, Alabama basketball, talk about some Bama hoops, and uh, you know they're really playing well right now. They've uh, they hadn't won all the games, but they're they're playing well. Uh, and it's it's really good to see the team really just play more consistent. They yeah. they played more consistent, I guess, is what, is what you need to say, you know, uh, from the uh, Tennessee game uh, to this couple nights ago when, when they beat uh, Mississippi
1: State. And, and yeah. we, I said it, you know, I've said it. Dante Hall needs to be more of a part on the offensive end. And, yeah, he has some, you know, some bogus – you know, fouls called against him. And really, you know, first five minutes of game, there was no no fouls called. There was playing, but Dante Hall only had 23 minutes, but he had 19 points and seven rebounds. I mean, if I can get 19 points out of him every every game, I feel good about our chances. And another thing is, um, you know, John Petty has has seemed to find his groove here lately shooting the ball. Um he played 23 minutes of the night. Uh had Riley Norris had a good good game off the bench. Petty had a good game off the bench. Galen Smith had a good game, I thought, off the bench. Yeah, he so, played well when he came in. And uh, you know, you—it's it, just good to see this team. I feel like it's turning the curve a little bit. You know, um, be interesting to see how they play Saturday. They got—they got the Iron Bowl of basketball. This I Saturday. hate that
0: term. It's not yeah. the <laughs> Iron Bowl of basketball. There's no such thing as the Iron Bowl of basketball or any other sport. Yeah. Really, the football game is no longer the Iron Bowl. It's not played in Birmingham. Yeah, that's right. So that's kind of a dated term but i know why they use it i
1: understand but it gets on my nerves (laughs) but i you know we was talking before the before we started but i told you you know auburn lives and dies off the three and and they haven't been been shooting the ball good here lately so i think we can go down to auburn and steal one and and if we can steal one down there it'd be great you know we did i think we went what uh, did we beat them both times last year? We played them three times. Yeah. Uh, won, one, won two and lost one. Yeah. So, we beat them in the first round of the SEC uh, tournament, which Second is big. Round. Second round. And um, so, you know, I, I think we can go down there and steal one. If we if we play the way we've been playing here lately, Is I mean, we took the number one team to the ropes of the night. Yeah. So. Hey, I want to give a quick
0: shout-out. If you love college basketball, you need to follow uh, Eric Haslam on Twitter. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's at – Haslam metrics uh, on Twitter, so make sure you give him a follow. He's got his own little algorithm that he uses to to look at basketball teams and how they're playing, you know, efficiency wise, and and what their best performances are. And yeah. and you know, it's something interesting is uh, three of Alabama's five best performances has come in January. Yeah. So the team is playing their best ball right now of the season. Uh, and and it's good and like Jake said, uh, Auburn hasn't been you know they won big last night with a big second half, but mm-hmm. uh, against Missouri, who's who's not very good. Yeah. But uh, this is a really good opportunity for for Alabama to still a quality road win.
1: Yeah. I think uh, I think we can too.
0: You know, I really like Jake said Auburn lives and dies by the three. So if they uh, if they uh, are not shooting well Saturday. It uh it'll bode well for Alabama and and you know speaking of uh, of of Haslametrics uh like I said follow him on Twitter uh, right now Album is eighth in the country with his algorithm and momentum wow so they're they're playing as as far as as his algorithm is concerned they have a lot of momentum right now it's good to be going into your rivalry game mm-hmm. uh, with momentum especially when you're playing on the road it's a night game at Auburn Arena I'm sure the Place will be packed. Yeah, it'll be loud. Uh, so I'm really looking forward to uh, to the game Saturday night. I hope Alabama can steal one on the road. But even if they can't steal one, they need to play well yeah. and, and and just make sure their confidence is still up after after Saturday night, whether they win or lose.
1: Right. And we got Georgia coming up, then at Vandy, and again at Mississippi State. Um, so and then Florida. So you know, there's some games here with the next you know two, three, four games that we that we sh- we can win. Um, yeah, like Stacy said, even if we do lose at Auburn, uh, I believe we can beat Georgia. Um, Vandy at home, you know, or Vandy's on the road, but Vandy at home itself is. It's so tough to beat them. It's tough to play yeah. there, but yeah. but they're struggling this they year. Are. I
0: think this could finally be the season we, yeah, we, <laughs> we beat Vanderbilt in, in, in Nashville. Yeah. But like Jake said, the next five games are on the road at Auburn, mm-hmm. uh, home versus Georgia, on the road at Vanderbilt, on the road at Mississippi State, mm-hmm. and then hosting Florida. So a lot of big matchups come up in the next five games. If Alabama yeah. could go three and two in oh, that man. stretch, that would be big. That would put them at, at seven and five in conference play. Yeah. And uh, then they got a couple more winnable games where they played Texas A&M and Vanderbilt again. So uh, Alabama has a chance to finish really strong in conference play. Yeah. Uh, you know, we put a poll up on Twitter about uh, if they would finish over 500, at 500, or below 500 in conference play. Mm-hmm. And I believe it was like 60-something percent said it would be above 500. Yeah. And that's kind of what I'm leaning to right now. I'm thinking they have a chance. I'm saying at best, they're going to finish about 12 and six in conference play: Oh wow. And I would say at worst, nine and nine in conference play. Right. So I there's it's gonna most likely it'll be about ten and eight or eleven and seven. Yeah. But I think Alabama has the has the ability to finish about twelve and six in conference play. And if they finish twelve and six in conference play, they will get a really good seed in the NCAA tournament.
1: I agree. And and right now I think I've seen that we're twelve or twelfth seed right now yeah, the, I think we'd uh, probably
0: be in a play in game right now. Yeah. You know, kinda of according to who you look at. Right. But uh there's so much can change. Oh yeah. But uh you know as far as Alabama is concerned you know, the last several games, Herb Jones has been in foul trouble. Yeah. I mean, he, he's playing well in the minutes that he's getting to play, but he's just not getting enough minutes because of foul trouble. hmm And uh, so if he can ever get going, if he can, you know, stay on the court for 25-plus minutes and, and, you know, get eight to ten points a game. Oh, yeah. It will take this Alabama team to, to a different level. And, and, and if that can happen, uh, you know, watch out because this team's talented and yeah. they're playing well right now.
1: And, you know, like I say, if Dante Hall continues doing what he does on the offensive end, that just bodes wonders for for this team. You know, it feels like, you know, the beginning of the season, all the we relied on uh our kid point guard and now he's getting a little bit more help and he only had nine points the other night, but he's still, you know, distributing the ball well. Yeah, he's and, not uh, he's having just, to make all the plays now. Exactly. So it's good to see, you know, you know, late in the game I like to see a little bit the, the ball handling improve a little bit more. You know, yeah, I mean, that's it, it's it's frustrating to watch us inbound the ball when teams
0: are are pressuring. I know. I don't understand why we can't. I mean, we struggle just to get the ball inbounded. I know. I and mean, then when we get it, we travel or yeah. or turn it over. Well, I mean, it's just. Yeah, I don't understand that. That's for whatever. I know they practice it. I mean, obviously every team practices. For some reason, they're just.
1: Yeah, they're cursed right now when it comes to late game inbounding. And like you said, the the last minute forty eight seconds that game was the most excruciating thing you had to deal with in your (laughs) life. Yeah, (laughs) it was it was very excruciating to watch. Yeah, but uh, hopefully,
0: uh, like we said earlier, that Alabama can play well Saturday night in Auburn and and get a get a win in Auburn Arena in front of their home crowd.
1: Yeah. (laughs) Yeah.
0: But uh, moving on, the last thing we're going to talk about tonight is, is obviously the Super Bowl coming up this Sunday at five thirty. I think CBS has the game. Yeah, I think so. So that's great because I can't wait to hear Tony Romo. He is yes. fantastic, man. He, he is, is. He's awesome. incredible. He is. <laughs> that's a side note. Yeah. But uh, you know, as far as the game goes, you know, we kind of touched on it last week and, and how it's it's kind of the the new wave with golf and 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 Sean McVay against the. The Old timers. The old timers and, and Tom Brady and Bill Belichick. Yeah. So it's uh it that that's kind of an interesting outside storyline, so to speak, as far as the game goes. Uh, you know, we talked about how how we both were leaning towards the Patriots. Mm-hmm. I don't know if Jake still feels the same way or not. I still feel that way. I feel like the experience of the Patriots and Tom Brady and Bill Belichick and you know, Rob Gronkowski and, and Dante Hightower and all those guys mm-hmm. has just been there before. Yeah. Uh, that that that'll be enough to 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 you know overcome the, the talent of of the Los Angeles Rams because talent wise that they are the more talented team. Oh yeah, but I, I think that uh that uh New England will will come up with a plan defensively to to limit Todd Gurley in the rushing attack of the Rams, and I think I mean I'll, I think the Rams will put up some points. Yeah, and I think it'll kind of be a similar game to what the, the Kansas City Chiefs games was with mm-hmm. with the Patriots and i think the patriots just make make up some plays at the end of the game and i think they're going to come away with a 34
1: to 30 victory yeah that's a that's a good good score there um yeah you know you it's hard to to go against tom brady when he's in the super bowl yeah they got beat last year um but you know tom brady this is a not you know not super bowl you can't go against Tom Brady or Bill Belichick in the Super Bowl. It's just, you know, but I know a lot of people do. A lot, a lot of people say they hate seeing the Patriots in every year, um, but, you know, I, I agree with you. I think, you know, Todd Gurley's had a good year, and uh, and, and Jerry Goff has too, and uh, I think they're going to make Goff uh, have, you know, have to take over the game, you know, late, and, and I think he may make a mistake and uh, throw a pick late in the game and um, kind of pretty much seal the game. I think it's going to be – I'm saying 28-24. Um, and what's interesting is uh, they asked Tony Romo, going back to him, what he thought on his prediction. He said 28-24 and, and whoever had the ball last will not score. So, hmm. yeah. So, he didn't say who was going to have the ball last. but So, that's something to interesting to take. And, you know, Tom Brady – or not Tom Brady, but Tony Romo has been – Lights out on his play calling, you know, in the booth. So it's uh, be interesting to see if that holds true or not.
0: Right, you know, it's you know Bill Belichick is his his I guess his his calling card, so to speak, is taking away what you do best. Oh yeah. So I, I think what what separates the Rams is Todd Gurley. Yeah. And so I think the Patriots will be Patriots will be all out on stopping Todd Gurley, and like Jake said, they're going to force. Uh, Jared Goff to make the plays and, and if he makes them he makes them and if he don't then the Patriots are going to win the Super Bowl yeah I agree and you know th- they would have two more Super Bowls if it wasn't for two separate incredible catches by the New York Giants receivers yeah yeah, <laughs> David I mean, Tyree and uh,
1: Mario Manningham yeah I mean, those are awesome plays I mean that's, that's Super Bowl moments you will never forget right, I mean, I'll yeah. never forget them but yeah, you know and it's just but uh, we said it last week like I gotta say it again but Tom Brady's 41 years old and he is you know He's still playing. At, oh, he's yeah. not as high of a level as he was. But, I mean, it's just crazy on, on what he can do, you know. And it's it's amazing to see at 41 years old. It, it really is. And, uh,
0: you know, I'll, I'll, I'm pulling for the Patriots. I want them to win. And, uh, you know, I hope Brady comes back and plays a couple more years. I think he's already said he's going to come yeah. back and play. So, hopefully he can win win him another one. And, uh, you know, we're looking forward to that game. So, make sure you check that out s- Sunday uh, afternoon, night, whatever you want to call it. I think it starts at 5.30 Central Time on yeah. CBS. So we look forward to that. We look forward to Alabama basketball Saturday night uh, in Auburn. Yeah. They play on ESPN, two at 7 Central. Yep. So make sure you check that game out. Uh, make sure you follow us on Twitter. Uh, follow the podcast at DoubleCub_Pod. underscore pod. Tweet at us using the hashtag doublecoverage. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can tweet
1: tweet at me, Stacy Blackwood, at blackwood eighty nine. I'm at a uh, JTH Double Cover One, and yep. uh, there's a before we say goodbye. Uh, there's a couple of topics uh, to look forward to in the future uh, within the next couple of weeks. Uh, the talks with uh, J.T. uh the catcher at Miami. Uh, Miami. Uh, they're getting heated up. They're saying that the Padres, the Reds, the Dodgers, and the Braves are all in advanced stages of toss. And the other one is the Padres are going to meet with Harper uh, tomorrow. So, I don't think he'll go go there, but it's just something to keep an eye out on.
0: Yep. So there's uh, and, and they report uh, for spring training what, next week or yeah. the week after. So, think, it's real soon.
1: I think pitchers and catchers do. Yeah, sure. it's
0: real soon. So, uh, baseball season is right around the corner. Yep. So we look forward to that. Uh, you know, we tweeted out earlier in the week that uh, we we're going to try to be more involved with uh, you know our local high school athletes yeah. and and their and the programs around us. You know, there's a lot of high school talent, especially in basketball in this yeah. area. So. Yeah. Uh, that's something to look forward
1: to. The kid from Hart, So I think he's only a sophomore. And yeah, he, I mean uh, that's
0: yeah. People, the people's kid. He, yeah. he, he got his thousandth career point as a sophomore. <laughs> yeah. Also, uh, a kid that plays uh, at uh, Lindsey Lane Christian Academy in Athens. Mm-hmm. He is the nation's leading scorer in boys basketball. He's averaging over forty points a game. Wow. And uh, he's only a junior, mm-hmm. and uh, he actually has a chance. Uh, you know, he's he's I think he's at close to four thousand career points. Dang. So he has a chance after next year to be at 5,000 career points. That's so That's insane. That's uh, His name's Tommy Murr out of Lindsey uh, Lindsay Lane Christian Academy. So, uh, yeah, there's a lot of exciting things happening locally that mm-hmm. we would like to talk about, and uh, we hope to bring you some of that news. And We appreciate all the support, and uh, yes. we look forward to talking to you all again. We hope you all have a good night. See you all. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist
1: that makes you stop in your tracks?